This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And I just want to say hi to all the youth out there. It's good to have you with us as well. And once again, as I said, welcome to our live streamers. We'd much rather you were here. So (laughs) this morning, really, what we want to do is I'm going to be sharing on what I've called seasons of life. And this is more specifically about the different relationships that we do go through in our lives. And I, I am so grateful to Apostle C and Dr. Bev for the opportunity of being able to share this morning. But more than that, for the past 40 years of all the seasons that they have brought me through and us through, amen? It's such a joy, Lord, to have leaders like we have, amen? Can we just maybe, just, just give them a hand right now. Let's just show some love for our pastors. So family, really, in reality, there are two kinds of people around, and you're either married or you're not. Am I right? So I know that we may be in relationships and all of that stuff, but you're either married or or you're not. So what we're going to be doing in these teachings and this morning, pretty much laying a foundation, we're going to consult with the wisest man who ever walked the earth other than the Lord Jesus himself, and that is Solomon. And we're going to be studying really the book of the Song of Solomon and see God's views on relationships and the different seasons that we do go through. Now on Saturday morning, if you have not yet uh, registered for, for our, our conference, our Love East conference, you go on your app, who, who, who's on our app? Go to the app, right, you just go there for events, you'll see the Love East conference and register for that. We only have 500 seats, so you really wanna do that. And really we're gonna be covering a lot of really spicy subjects. <laughs> if you read the Song of Solomon, you'll know that that's true. So if you married happily or otherwise, if you single happily or otherwise, register and come. It's a good idea to really invest in ourselves. Actually, it's of primary importance. Amen? And really, the only way, family, that God can really fulfill everything that he has for us is for us to understand how relationships work. Now Solomon really has taken the most complex issues and he's communicated them in metaphors, which I'm gonna try and decipher for you, but some of the things that they say sounds pretty weird. So gentlemen, if you're gonna be saying to your your lady, your hair looks like a flock of goats, (laughs) especially on Valentine's Day. Unless you both, of course, understand the meaning that goes behind it. So this book is also called The Song of Songs, which means that out of the 1,005 songs, and we see that in 1 Kings, that King Solomon wrote, this was the song of songs. In other words, this was the best one. And the purpose was to describe godly love, human affection, and the right way to have love. Now, God invented it, so surely he knows best. Solomon wrote it down just so I've got something to teach on this morning. So (laughs) in this book, what you'll see is there's really three parties that are speaking, and the one is Solomon himself, and he's also called the lover. Then there's the Shunammite woman who is his girlfriend and then becomes his wife. And then there's this chorus of the daughters of Jerusalem, and they pretty much are her friends, but they're also kind of like her chaperones. So we're going to be looking at at three verses right now that lays the foundation right at the beginning. So if you're going to have a look at Song of Solomon, 
chapter one, verse one, and it says, Solomon's Song of Songs, which I've said, then it says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. That's a good way to start the month of love. <laughs> but we're not gonna be talking about that right now. The next thing it says, for your love is more delightful than wine. Now what that's talking about, it's talking about the way that you love. So it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're with family, whether you're with friends, whether you're in church, at the office, at work, it makes no difference because people see you as a person who loves and relates at every level. Now, I'm so, I'm so proud of our apostle Theo and, and, and Dr. Bear because, you know, family, they are known around the world for this very thing. You know why? Because the very person that you see on this platform is the same person that you see in, in their home, is the same person you see in the office, whether they're under pressure or not. It doesn't change. You see, that love translates into integrity. She goes on to say in Song of Solomon, pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Now, this is not talking about his cologne. It's saying when you walk into the room, the atmosphere changes. Wow, I want to be a person like that. It, she carries on, she says, your name, which is speaking about his reputation for being a person that loves is like perfume poured out. Now, whenever you see perfume in the Bible, it's talking about something of great value. She says, no wonder all the maidens love you, but they can't have you because you're mine. <laughs> So you see, family, this is talking about the art of attraction. It, it really, it's that connection, that first impression that we make when we walk into the room. And that thing about when you step in the room, does the atmosphere change for the better? It really makes no difference what kind of relationship we are in right now because we are dealing with people no matter where we go. And this is about learning how to be attractive and who we are attractive to. Now, the story starts really where they're starting this relationship and they're going to start dating. And I want to tell you, you're going to be so happy today you're married. <laughs> but we're going to get to the place that they do get married. And there's two whole chapters just on their honeymoon night. So we're going to be talking about that on Saturday morning as well. So there's a PG-12 going on there, right? And then the story actually continues about where they have their first fight. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, let me tell you, not Pastor Andre. It gets so rough, he actually puts his fist through the door. You didn't know that, in the Bible. So one minute they're like all lovey-dovey, the next minute they're mad at each other. Now, family, having conflict in a relationship is a perfectly natural, normal thing. Anybody? And it's not a bad thing, but the way we resolve it might be bad. So you need to be here on Saturday morning because we're going to show you how to do that because if we do that right, we will develop ourselves in this area of human relationships and that will bind us in every area for the rest of our lives. But before I carry on, there really there are two ground rules here this morning and this is really important because we're speaking very close to home. And the first thing is this. This message is for us, each one of us, as individuals. So let's not have this Okay, did you hear that? You know, preach and pass it. None of that, okay? This is for us. Okay, and then the second thing is this, is that we should view this teaching from the lens of the future and not all the hurts and pain and mistakes that we've made in the past, amen? So many of us have made, all of us, have made some wrong decisions, anybody, right? 
So we not, and we know, Father, uh, family, I know that it's difficult. I mean, some of it has been extremely difficult. And people carry scars, emotional scars, as well as even physical scars. But I want you to know that Jesus paid the price for that. So we're going to focus on the future to live this free life and this full life that God intended for us. He gives us beauty for our ashes. Amen. So the story really starts, as I said, in the dating season. And the reason I want to speak about this, and this is for you guys in the youth, okay? And it's so good to have you with us. But really, the, the reason is, is that today, the current model for dating is this Hollywood model. And I want to tell you something, in the last hundred years or so, it has really changed and become extremely corrupted from what the biblical model used to be. Now, you guys are probably saying, listen, you're an ancient relic. What do you know about dating? Okay, and you're probably right. But here's the thing. I believe that God's way is the best way. Actually, it's the only way. If we want to have a long-term, happy, growing relationship, I mean, so God is good to us. But you know, what we have found is this, is that this Hollywood model leaves this trail of very broken, depressed hurt young adults. And I know that because we've had to pick up those pieces as a church and we've had to restore that. Now we're here to help people and that's what we want to do. But family, there's a better way. Let's just do it right the first time. That's what we need to hear in church. We want to prevent the pain and the shame and, and, and the hurts and all that brokenness. But the first thing we need to do is this. I need to ask you this question. What, how do we see ourselves? Because I want to tell you this, this is an important part of, of who we become and how we project ourselves. This is what the Bible says in Psalm 139 verse 13. It says, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The commentary says, as if embroidered with various colors. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. This is how God created us. But family, how do we see ourselves? This is why this is important. The way that we view ourselves will be exactly how we relate to other people. All of our choices in terms of relationships are hidden in our own self-image. Now, you know, the Bible says, it says amazing things. It says that my hands are anointed to transfer anointing. They are holy. The Bible says how lovely on the mountains are the feet of them. So God speaks of our bodies in this amazing way. God is so good to us. But here, let me ask you this question. If I had to say to you this morning in terms of, of spiritual matters, if I say, speak about your body, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Could I maybe suggest dust? You know this dust to dust, ashes thing? Okay. Or this tent that I've got to lag around until I go to heaven. Or this flesh that constantly needs to be disciplined and continually takes me off, off track. Anybody? Is there anyone out there that immediately when I say that, you think body holy? Not many of us think that. And here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16. It says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? But listen to verse 17. And this is, this is a warning for us, family. It says, if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which you are. 
So what does defile mean? It means damage the purity or appearance of, mar or spoil. Synonyms would be desecrate, profane, violate, treat sacrilegiously. And let me tell you, family, each and every one of us, we're all guilty of this. What are we putting into our bodies? What addictions do we have? And that could be anything. It could be junk food. It could be Smarties. It could be more dangerous things like alcohol and cigarettes and drugs, whether prescribed or otherwise. So we, we need to be aware of these things. Undefiled. Well, let me just, before I carry on there, let me ask you this question. Do we treat our bodies as a playground? Undefiled would be exactly the opposite of all of those things. Now, the scripture says, it says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19, it says, For do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Say this, I belong to God. He paid for me with his own blood. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 11 says, For we who live are always being delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Sure, that doesn't sound too encouraging. But it carries on and it says this, So that the life of Jesus might also be revealed in your body. Can Jesus be revealed in anything that's not holy? I don't think so. I want to tell you, it's from my point of view, the best thing anybody, the best compliment anybody could ever give is to say, I see Jesus in you. Isn't it? Now, we've read, just, we just read in the Song of Solomon how it says that the love of God can surround you like a perfume. So when you come into contact with people, this is the first thing that they come into contact with. So what is it that sanctifies it, and how can we possibly achieve this? In 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, it says, And may the God of peace himself sanctify you, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body, so your entire being, be preserved blamelessly at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Femi, it's amazing to me that God not only has an expectation for our spiritual growth, and he certainly wants us to renew our minds, but he did not fail to educate us on what he wants for our bodies as well. Romans 6 verse 12 says, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lusts. Verse 13, Do not yield your members as instruments of un." righteousness to sin, but yield yourselves to God as one alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Say this, the truth will set me free. Family, now don't let condemnation come in right now. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, right? We will find freedom in him right here at church. And if needs be, join a freedom group. And also tomorrow, well, tonight we're going to be having a Pentecost Sunday night. And I want to tell you, I, I'm convinced God has already shown me he's going to be removing the baggage, bringing wholeness, bringing healing, bringing that restoration that many of us need. So the reason really that we're looking at these scriptures is because we want Christ to be revealed in us. We want to praise God that he makes 
He's made us in his image. I encourage you, look in the mirror and say, I see Jesus in, in this image because you are created in the image of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to respect and care for our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And in terms of relationships, reserve sexual relations to the marriage covenant only, where it is regarded as holy. Now, family, some people feel like a piece of unclaimed baggage at the airport, going round and round and round saying, somebody take me, somebody please take me, anybody just take me. Never sell yourself short. Jesus loved you enough to die for you. Now, the, sadly, the Hollywood ways, and you guys in the youth, listen to what I'm saying to you today. Okay, boy meets girl. Boy takes girl to dinner. These days, she even has to pay. Okay, then it's a case of <laughs> my place, because we know at my place, there's no one else there. And then come up before coffee, and we know that that is code for other things. So they end up playing house before the marriage commitment until boy meets other girl and girl meets other boy. And then they repeat this process again, who knows how many times. And then suddenly one day they believe they meet the one and now they're ready to settle down and get married. But in a while, boy meets other girl again girl meets other boy. Why is that? Family, because you play like you practice. We understand this in so many areas, in money and academics and our jobs and, and even play rehearsals, sport, all of those areas. If I buckle down now, pay the price now, I can reap the benefits of this later. Why is it that we do not do this in our relationships? Because that's where there's going to be lasting benefits. Now I want to tell you, and I'm sure you all agree, when you were at school, when you were at university, man, there were days you didn't feel like practicing, you didn't feel like learning right, but you know that if I do this, this education is going to bite me for the rest of my life. Somehow in relationships, we think there are different rules. There's a generation out there that believe, I'm going to be tied down one day, so I need to have some fun now. It's okay if I play around a bit. No, 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 no. You play like you practice. Relationships are the most important thing in our lives. We need to be focused, we need to be dedicated, and we need to be disciplined. And that's where we will reap the most benefit. So, youth especially, and any one of us, don't let people tell you it's okay to go have some fun now. I want to tell you, make decisions now that will they'll give you bliss for decades and decades of the rest of your life. Amen. Amen. That's God's way. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to look at another, another verse from, from Solomon, but this is in Ecclesiastes, and it's Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. So not all activities fit into every season. Can we see that? Some seasons have some activities and others it is not appropriate. So we can't have any all the time. We cannot follow our feelings. The world says if it feels good, go for it. 
No, 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 no. We follow the season of the things. You cannot trust your feelings. I can never make decisions on my soul or how I feel. I base it on the season that God has for me now. I'm going to now just go into the very first season of this courtship in the book of Solomon, and I'm looking at chapter 2 and verse, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 8, and it starts like this. It says, here he comes, my lover, look. Okay, this was her talking. She says, here he comes. Oh, she says, he's leaping across the mountains. <laughs> you got it? She thinks he's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> bounding over the hills. Look at him, Mom. He's so awesome. <laughs> My lover. He's like a gazelle. He's like a young stag. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? She thinks he's the coolest thing ever. Okay. Look, she says, he stands behind the wall, gazing through the windows. Just push pause. He's not a peeping Tom, right? What's happening here? <laughs> He's, they're just starting to date, and he's just coming up right now to, to come and collect her for the date. And she's so excited, and she's peeking through the window, and she's like, oh, says he's peering through the lattice. Watch this. She says, my lover spoke to me and said, now watch this. She opens the door, and Solomon's standing there, and, she, and, and he says, arise, my darling. Come with me, my beautiful one. Let's go to Mug and Bean. Okay, so... <laughs> Now, family, this is a relationship she's just entered into, and she's fired up about it. And many of us really are in this kind of relationship or a season of this relationship. And, and I'm not just talking about in, in terms of a relationship. Some of you guys have been on Growth Track 1. You've just joined the church. That's a new relationship. Many of you just become parents, maybe just become a grandparent. All of those are these kind of seasons. Maybe you just started a new job that you think it is perfect right? But if you stick around long enough in that job, you might just find out it is not. If you stick around in a marriage long enough, you will find it's not perfect. And when you haven't slept for three weeks, come and tell me about that perfect baby, right? There is a saying for this, right? When you first meet that person, love is blind. It is. You think he's Superman. <laughs> There's just nothing that he can't do. There's certainly nothing he can do wrong, right? You just want him, oh, he's just so wonderful. I just want him, he's just so perfect, right? But he is, and all the married people said he is not. He's not perfect, right, ladies? Gentlemen, you might as well say it, she is not. Oh, you brave, I didn't think you would say that. <laughs> so what do you do in the season that you are blind. What do you do when you think that they are perfect, but they are not? There's got to be a set of rules that protect us so that we don't blindly follow our feelings. And moms and dads, we need to help our children with this. And us as married couples, don't be looking for perfect outside of our covenant. Right? Three things we need to do. The first one, limit your time. Now let me add this. Limit the time that you spend alone with that person. You're going to have a lot more time. If this is a person for you, a lot more time with them eventually, maybe even more that you want. But at this point, be careful that you guys don't get off on your own and allow the enemy to tempt you and pull you into things you can't cope with. Youth, are you listening to me? Good feeling, right feeling, wrong season. 
So it's okay to feel it, it's okay to even want it, but make yourself accountable. Do not get sucked into something that you are not gonna be able to control. And moms and dads, as I said, let us be friends with our children, let us help them through this. Let me, let me give you a unique idea. Let's have the first dates at home. We can meet the family. We've got to get to know this person too. They may be the parents of our grandchildren, right? But young people, I'm serious. Here's an important thing. Make yourself accountable to somebody that you know will protect your honor and keep you pure. Somebody that you can trust and it's going to take discipline. But I'm gonna tell you that blind force inside of you will not recognize seasons. Doesn't care about the seasons, and it's fine to get close, and it's fine to, to date, but do not be doing married things in this season, which is our season of development. Rather hang around in groups, get into a, a, a free market group, and if you don't have one, join one, start one right here at the church, so that you can actually come to church together, grow together, spend right time together, and get to know each other in the right environment, yes? Family, we have got a decision to make. In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 15, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? I want to go down to verse 18, please. Because this is what he's talking about. It says, flee from fornication. Or may I say, adultery. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits fornication sins against his own body. You get out there on your own and the game changes. Hang around in small groups and make sure that you know the season. You get to know each other, but in the right setting for the season. Now there will be more when the right season comes. Many of you guys are out there saying, yes, I'm so glad I'm married. The second thing that we need to do is this, is limit the talk. Don't be throwing things out there that you can't follow through on. You know this thing about, you're the one. You don't know that yet. I love you. You don't know that yet. Well, how about this one? You can trust me. <laughs> don't throw that out there and break people's hearts. Don't go making promises that you don't know you can fulfill. This is important, family, and I'll tell you the reason. The nature of men is to be givers. The nature of women is to be receivers. So when you start putting stuff out there that you're not able to follow through on, understand that women are emotional beings. They feed off that stuff. Now let me tell you, in the next season when you are married, you're gonna need to do that because that's what women need. But when the season is ready, now, the last one for this morning is to limit the touch. You better know you're going to want to do that. She's going to be smelling good. She's going to be looking amazing. She's going to be getting herself ready to look her very best just for you. Maybe she's doing that right now. Okay, but let me, let me just throw this out there. Maybe this is not your wife. And maybe your wife right now is with somebody else. The way that you would want that person to treat your wife is the way you treat this young lady. Amen. And lastly, parents, this is for you. Let us never minimize the fact that our children have feelings, very strong feelings. Let's not discard that. 
right? And let's not, let's not just pretend it's not there because it is. They do have feelings. In fact, let me ask you this. Is there anybody in this church that sometimes maybe has a feeling that goes against the word of God? We all do. We all do. But we have to make sure that we recognize that thing. I mean, that we know how to do this. We recognize it. We're going to know that it's there. We're going to know that we want to do that. And let's know. I mean, God gives us feelings, right? But we need to discern our seasons. He gives it to us. What we are not going to do is we're not going to entertain that thing, and we're not going to take steps towards it, right? We're going to understand it. There are ground rules here. We're going to limit our time alone. We're going to limit our talk. We're going to limit our touch. Anybody? And for us who are married, let's protect our covenant. Family, it's so important. Today, marriage is not respected like it used to be. We as the church, we need to rise up. Amen. So we understand that when we are blind, we need to have have a system whereby we can be protected. We need to keep our bodies as holy. We need to make ourselves accountable. And we need to understand the season of our relationship. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, We hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.